0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Would you please stand as you are able for this morning's scripture reading? First reading comes from first John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Second reading comes from Matthew chapter eighteen verses twenty one through thirty five. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he, began to settle, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to, had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees and be- before him. "Be patient with me," he begged, and I will pay back everything." The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. "Pay back what you owe me," he demanded. His fellow servant fell, on, fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me. I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything they had that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. May God bless the reading, hearing and understanding of his, of the word. Amen.
0: So welcome to week 4 of our sacred searching uh, worship series where we we look at some of those those most searched out questions about what uh, when it comes to what the Bible or the church say about certain things, especially these certain topics and so uh, as people ask questions about faith in God, you would you would hope, as I said, that they would, they would look to the church or the Bible for answers. However, it seems like Google has always been the place. Uh, and we've talked about this predictive text and, and other things. And, and so this is kind of where we got our, uh, our topics for this series by typing into the search bar and allowing that predictive text to fill in the blanks. Uh, we've, been, uh, we've been experimenting, if you remember, over the past couple of weeks about some other questions that you could ask. And so, so this week, I, you know, I typed in, why do people? Mm-hmm. So the top responses for why do people is, say, bless you. Why do people yawn? Why do people steal catalytic converters? And this one surprised me. And why do people hate Ohio? (laughs) Why? I I don't understand. But those were the top searches for for that particular question. So last week, I I received a text message from Art. Art sent me a a message because I didn't realize that that I made national news uh, or the national broadcasting because he said, Jimmy Fallon stole my idea. So, Jimmy Fallon actually calls it Google autofails. Here's a couple. I want to show just a brief video for you. Uh, so.
2: And finally, uh, have you guys noticed that when you start typing something on Google, it automatically tries to complete the search for you? It autofills what you're looking for. Sometimes their suggestions are a little off. I'll show you what I mean. It's time for Google autofails. Watch Google. Just look at what I did today. I typed in, how did Yellowstone, okay, and these three things popped up. Season 4 end, get so popular, convince my dad to start dressing like Woody from Toy Story. (laughs) He works works in an office. Next up, I typed in, how to return, and it said, a package to Amazon, cable equipment to Spectrum, Prince Harry to England. (laughs) After, after yeah. that, I typed in, why can't I sleep? And it said, through the night, on my back, without scrolling through TikTok for three hours first. Like, I'll just check it just real quick. I'll just do it. pretty good. Next up, I typed in, why do the Girl Scouts, and it said, sell cookies, wear sashes, guide the entrance to the grocery store like they're the National Guard. <laughs> you going somewhere? And finally, I typed him, am I the only one without, and said, a 401k, <laughs> a car, classified documents in my garage. That's all for <laughs> Google auto-fail.
0: So, so I'm not the only one who, who's taken notice to what Google fills in after you type certain things in. But this is where we get this wonderful topic of sacred searching. And I, and I got to tell you that there are a lot of people, a lot of clergy friends of mine that are saying, you're doing what? I said, yes, I know. After I started, I went, I'm doing what? Uh, but some of these topics are really important, and some of them are, are really hard. Uh, but you know what? If people are asking the questions, that's what we want to answer. And so this is where we're going again. Here is week four. Uh, and so I'm going to encourage you again to make sure that your bulletins are handy. It's got those spots that you can jot down notes when you need to, and, uh, as well as your compass guides and scriptures for this week. But let us begin with a word of prayer. Gracious and almighty God, God, we come striving to hear your word. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people. Amen. So I'm not going to lie, the last few topics were pretty intense. Uh, some would kind of say polarizing, uh, especially when it comes to some of those core beliefs, if you remember the death penalty and, and tattoos and cremation. Uh, but I think this is all something that we struggle with. You know, we've, some may be more than others, our topic for today, that is. Uh, I think we're all going to need to face forgiveness throughout our lives. Now, this may be a need to forgive someone else. Uh, it may need to ask forgiveness from someone else. Uh, but we need to be honest that this is a difficult thing to talk about. We all have probably felt unforgiveness in certain situations, and I'm sure there's been a time in your life when you didn't want to extend forgiveness to someone else. But as we look into our question today of what the Bible or the church say about forgiveness, we might be a little surprised. First, I've got to tell you that the Greek word, which is translated for forgiveness, forgive, the the root word uh, is ephiome, Uh, And this word appears in just the New Testament over 140 times about forgiveness, to forgive. Now, it does include all the times that we hear about washing our sins or pardon for sin, remembering them no more that we find in both the Old and the New Testament. So I guess what we could really say is that this is a really big deal. Forgiveness is a really big deal if it is mentioned this many times. And so if we're to answer the question posed before us about what the Bible says about forgiveness, or what the church says, our answer should really be a great deal. It says a lot about forgiveness. And while we hear so much, some of, some of the verses might cause us to pause, Sure, it's good to hear about forgiveness from God when we sin or when we miss the mark. We want to we hear those words of affirmation that we are loved, that we are forgiven, that we are welcomed into God's family. But when it comes to others, maybe we're not so sure about it. We'll get to that. See, we've got stories about Jesus forgiving. We've got stories about him forgiving this woman caught in adultery that we heard about Just a few weeks ago, offering a clean slate to the thief on the cross, forgiving Peter after his three denials, and the many people who came looking for healing but also received forgiveness, and even asking God to forgive his attackers as they crucified him. These are stories that we need to hear, stories that talk about our life situations and our need of forgiveness. We want to hear about the limitless times that God will not only offer forgiveness to us, but also, like we hear in Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? We might think about Times in the ancient Near East where they might not have known all of the scientific data about the world being a globe and being round. And so as far as the East is from the West is infinity. That is a long way. Now, I don't know about you, but I find deep comfort in hearing that God no longer remembers my sin. Now, if only I could get to that same point. Now, some will ask that, uh, about sins, uh, maybe that are there sins that can't be forgiven? Is there an unforgivable sin? And so here is where we look to the church and we ask the church uh, what the church says about forgiveness, because some churches have said, yes, there is an unforgivable sin. For a long time, the Roman Catholic Church has said that suicide is a mortal sin, which means that the punishment for suicide is eternal damnation. It's self-murder and attacks at the very core belief that we are created in the image of God. However, in 1992, the Catholic Church relaxed a little bit on this and will now state that it does not remove salvation from a person. However, they still acknowledge that God is the final judge. Now, we've all heard stories or know someone who has attempted or, in fact, taken their own life. And you know the struggle and the pain that they were in. Their life was pure hell on earth. And I can only see God as this person stands before them on that day, telling this person how sorry God is for them. That this life was never designed to bring pain. That it was supposed to be filled with joy and love. And I can only see God wrapping His arms around them and reminding them how deeply loved they are. And to offer forgiveness to someone who was so lost that they felt that suicide was the only way out. Now you may be wondering if there truly is a sin that is unforgivable. Unforgivable. And Scripture does tell us that blaspheming the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable sin. Matthew tells us that every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. While this seems like a horrible option, we've got to look at this from a certain perspective. First, in order to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, we must first acknowledge the Spirit's presence and reality. If, therefore, we know the Holy Spirit's existence and then reject the Spirit's work in our life or even, in the, or even the Spirit's mere existence, that would be turning away from God. Turning away from God. This would be a rejection of God's presence in our lives and, therefore, would not be forgiven. But if we trust in God's presence through the Holy Spirit, all can be forgiven. But we must accept the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit in not only our life, but in those around us and even within the world. Some will ask the question of, of how many times God will forgive us. And to find the answer, I feel we need to look at what Jesus taught. If you remember, Peter asked here, is, you know, how many times... Must I forgive my brother? Anybody have a brother or sister like that? How many times, God, do I have to forgive my sister or my brother? How many? Obviously, his brother is not the perfect human being, especially if Peter was needing to know just how many times I need to put that line of demarcation in the sand. To let his brother back in. And here's where we get a glimpse of God. So you remember how many times to forgive. Because Peter wants to know if seven times is enough. Now understand that in the culture, I think it was two times was customary that you would forgive. The third time, no, didn't need to. But Jesus says not seven times, but 77 times. Some translations and in some other areas, you read actually 70 times 7, which is a much bigger number. But I think what this points at is that the actual number is not important because it's actually hyperbole. Jesus is talking in hyperbole. Jesus is, in fact, telling Peter that there is no limited number of times that he should forgive. No time that he should forgive his brother. This also tells us there is no limited number of times that God will forgive us either. The better answer to the question of how many times will God forgive? Every time. Every time. But that brings up another side to forgiveness that we need to touch on. And This has to do with our forgiveness of others and our forgiveness of ourselves. And here are just a couple of the passages that speak to forgiving. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Matthew 5, verse 39 says, But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn them the other cheek as well. Matthew six fourteen. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Don't forget that the verse after that says, if you do not forgive another person, then God will not forgive you. Luke 6, verse 36, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Luke seventeen four: even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Making sure that that forgiveness is coming from the heart. Colossians 3:13 Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you. And finally, but certainly not the last of many, many scriptures on forgiveness. Ephesians 4:31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every kind of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ. God forgave you. We talked about this before. Forgiveness is not the easiest thing to do. However, God tells us that we should. And this isn't just one or two Scripture verses. It's the entire theme of God's story. We love because God first loved us. We forgive because while we were still sinners, God forgave us. It's God's plan. It's God's design. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I challenged everyone during a Pathways guided worship service to take forgiveness head on. Now, I know that some of you were not there or did not, uh, did not hear that, so I'm going to challenge you to the same thing. And for all of you who were at that Pathways worship, this is a reminder, if you haven't done it yet, I'm giving you another chance. I think we all have something to do I think we all have something in our lives that we need to let go of to forgive or to even ask someone to forgive us for. And so it's time to release the weight so that we may truly live the life that God desires for us. Remember, I picked up that backpack so many months ago, that heavy backpack. And we just want to release the backpack of rocks that we don't want to carry around anymore. And so this is what I want you to do this week. Make a list. I want you to make a list, and what I want you to do is I want you to name all of the people that you need to forgive. All the people that maybe you need to ask for forgiveness from. And then I want you to take it, as I said before, a step further. Further. After you have the list of names written down, what I want you to do is I want you to write right next to that name, I want you to write down what you think they owe you. What you think that they owe you. What needs to be forgiven. And I want you to be specific because you see, it's much easier to forgive someone if there's no specifics laid out. But I think if you've got that list... And you you might find that as you write those things down, that you're going to run across things that that people could never pay you back for. And maybe even, maybe some that are gone, that can no longer forgive. Now remember that by forgiving them, that you're not saying that what they did was okay. But that you release them from your life. And you release them from your future. You are no longer giving them a space in your life. You're no longer letting them have influence on your decisions. You're releasing them. And through this process, God is allowing you to be free from all of those circumstances. And who knows, it may even lead to reconciliation and restored relationships. Forgiveness is powerful, and it's required. We are to forgive just as through Christ God forgave us. So will you pray with me? And I'm going to ask that you join me in an attitude of prayer. Just kind of lift your hands out and put them out. Uh, Maybe you just rest them on your lap, but open your hands facing upward and, and just pray with me this. God, we know that forgiveness is difficult and so as we receive words from you, We receive names, we receive receive situations, and things that we know are difficult, but God, we know that you ask us to forgive. And so speak those words to us. Speak those names and speak those situations so that we may truly ask for forgiveness. And that we may truly open, our, open up our hearts and our minds to you, to all of those around us, and, and even to ourselves. God, we want to be forgiven. And we want to offer forgiveness. Help us to do that. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Help us accept each other. Help us in our lives of forgiveness and forgiving. I encourage you to do that throughout this week. Uh, and, and maybe share. Share with uh, your brothers and sisters. Share the, the many ways that this forgiveness has, has touched your life. And maybe some of those God moments can be those 531 moments as we share those. And so as we go forth, though, knowing uh, that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with us. And it goes with us always. Amen.